everyone. This is another episode of Scientific Healing, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Today, what I'm going to talk about is fear of scarcity and how it can keep you small, broke, and alone. And it manifests itself in lots and lots of different ways. And so today I'm going to give you some tips on how to overcome it, both energy healing tips and also tips, practical tips that you can use like right away. I, I've listed out five ways, five major ways that uh, fear of scarcity can show up. So fear of scarcity is fear of being broke, having an empty bank account, fear of being alone, fear of all kinds of things. So what you tend to do in those cases is hoard, right? So a lot of, uh, a lot of hoarders, for example, and if you've watched any of these shows, it's really, really tragic. So what a lot of hoarders do is they try to maintain some sort of sense of control so they can feel safe. In the case of fear of scarcity, like the first thing that'll show up is your stinginess in your money, your time, how you spend your time, even your emotions and your feelings, your inner thoughts. So in terms of money, you'll just like hang on to it really tightly as if you'll never get it again. You'll kind of build up your bank account, never take spend any money out. In terms of your time, if people ask you for some help or to do something, oh, I don't have any time which is not true. We all have the same 24 hours a day. And then the third way uh, in terms of stinginess that it shows up is uh, in your emotions and feelings. My ex-husband, I I had one very early marriage in which it was very short-lived. And in that, this, uh, he was an accountant and he liked to like count every penny as it went out in and out. And I remember sometimes there would be like a 19 cent receipt for something around. It could have been for, you know, some gum or it could have been for something like really trivial. And then he'll go, what's this for? And it's like, I don't know. It's 19 cents. It was three months ago. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) And I should have gotten smart and thrown it away. But what happens in that kind of behavior is that that person also doesn't share of himself and doesn't express himself openly with you. It's really difficult to become intimate with people like that. And so you really never know who they are. One of the ways that I got over some of that fear of it is that I realized over the years that I never spent any money on myself. I would I would give away my money to other people, but I never spent it on myself. So I decided one year that I was going to give myself a treat, and that was for some personal coaching to to help me kind of like figure out you know, I'm really good at organizing my eating, but to have somebody keep me on track and check in with me daily. So I did that for three months, which was really, really helpful, but it was a gift to myself, right? And I've, I've done that every year. I've spent some money on self-improvement that had nothing to do with my business. So, uh, you know, make sure it's not a small amount, like going out and buying a $100 pair of running shoes is not a treat, like, you know, it could be a new car. It, for me, it was a few thousand dollars worth of coaching. It could be, um, 
you know, like a piece of furniture that you always wanted or an expensive watch, like let's say you wanted an Apple watch and you've been lusting after them for a long time. So put out the $500 and get the watch and, and watch how much enjoyment you get from it. So that's the payback, right? Because it keeps you small when you never spend anything on yourself or other people or even share it keeps you small it holds you back because nobody really knows who you are and the really important thing in terms of your earning power has to do with connections it has to do with your relationships right so that's number one and then the other another way that it shows up is hanging on to everything you have ever owned <laughs> i met this couple a while back and um they were in their 80s and their son was asking mama do you have this and uh she goes we have everything we've ever owned but hanging on to every little piece of junk so like think about this Storage units are really big business, right? And this is the way you lose when you hang on to everything. And I could be hanging on to stuff with a big storage unit myself because I had a 4,400 square foot house and now I have an 1,100 square foot house. So I gave some of the things to my children. Of course, one of them came back. So, so yeah. So I live in a 44, uh, from a 4,400 square foot house to an 1,100 square foot house, and yet there's space in here. There's floor space that the rooms aren't overloaded because I have divested myself of most of the things that have occupied the space that are not of any use to me. Because you put, you start packing the things in the room, you can't move around, you don't have any visual space, and you have no space for anything new to come in. It's just all your old junk that you're hanging on to. And so locally, the price of a storage unit's $140 a month. So think about that. That's almost $1,700 a year, and after 10 years, it's $17,000. Imagine how many things you can buy with that money, right? So you have to think about it. It needs to be things that really, that you love to have, that aren't damaged, that aren't stained, that aren't occupying space that you, because what happens is that the energy flow, so energy loves to flow in and out. The energy flow gets stuck, right? So one of the ways, so this is in tip number two and hanging on to everything, one of the ways is to, if you can't do it yourself, to hire an organizer. So what I did was I hired an organizer off of Craigslist. She was $20 an hour. She would come in three hours a week. We did this week after week after week, and we cleaned out one closet, one room, one cabinet at a time until we were done. And the reason why it's helpful to have somebody else with you there is because they're going, keep, donate, sell and uh, and trash, right? So keep, donate, sell, trash. Okay, so the, the key part, the key part, so the questions you ask yourself, does it make me happy? Is it in style? Is it in perfect condition, like clothing? Does it have a hole in it? 
Does it have stains in it? Like the shirt that I'm wearing right now, it's about reached the end of its lifetime. It's starting to stretch out a little bit. Uh, it's not looking as good on as it used to. And so I am ready to go out and replace it. And I have in some places, right? So it's time to, to put it into the rag pile. So then when, you, when you're ready to divest yourself of the things, thank them that they've been in your life and they've served a purpose, and then release them in one of those ways. Donate, sell if they're worth something, like a car you don't necessarily want to donate. If you're, if you're tired of the car and you're ready for a new one, then, of course, selling a car or let's say you have a good piece of computer equipment and you're ready to change it, right? and that's something worth selling. Most things are just worth donating, right? Just donate them if they're still good, but you can't fit them in your house anymore. It's time to donate them. Or if they're really junky, like my the, the guy whose parents I just spoke about, whenever he was done with a piece of furniture, he took a sledgehammer to it, broke it down into little bits, wrapped it up, and threw it in his trash, right? So that's kind of an interesting way to deal with it. But the way he looked at it is, look, every week you eat, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars worth of food in your family. And the piece of furniture was probably less than that. So, you know, in his, his view, he was just like pooping it out. So another way that keeps you stuck are half-finished projects. Like, you know, I used to have like this half-finished knitting project and a half-finished sewing project and a half-finished painting project. Look at it and ask yourself honestly, are you going to finish that? If the answer is no, there are lots of centers that help indigent people, homeless people, and stuff like that uh, to, to do something of use to finish the projects. There are craft centers for children. There are all kinds of places. Uh, I've donated lots of half-finished projects and projects that are still in their original packages to places like that, and they are more than happy to have them. So be honest with yourself, because the half-finished project, see so every time you open your drawer and you see the half-finished project, or open your closet and you see it there, Part of your energy goes to that half-finished project and it keeps you hooked in. So that is holding you back from moving forward into something new and something better, right? And hanging on to an old career that's making you ill. And the, the other thing is hanging on to old behavior and old relationships that are not moving you forward or serving you anymore. So those kinds of relationships, it could be an old girlfriend or male friend that you've had from childhood and you have fond memories of having them in your life, but as you've grown and changed, they uh, have like this little bit of disapproval. So is that really a friend of yours or not? And so it doesn't mean that you're going to throw them away. You still keep them in your life. It's really important to recognize the, the relationships you want to invest time in. So in my, in my relationships, it's my nuclear family, my husband, my daughter, my son, my grandchildren, and all of that. These are really important relationships to me. And then I also have relationships, a number of relationships with 
you know, my students, my clients, and then I have a series of friends and colleagues that I have just enjoyed uh, getting to know over the years, and these are the relationships I invest in. The ones I don't invest in are the ones that, you know, like will look at me and say, you do what for a living? Uh, I don't believe in that stuff. So those kinds of things, you know, you can be polite, send them Christmas cards, you know, give them a call every once in a while and say, I'm thinking of you and whatever, and then leave it alone. But if they don't call you, don't call them. Um, I, in my early years, I spent time chasing relationships and I decided that it, it was, it was draining too much energy to chase relationships. Either people want to be with me and they'll show it or they don't. And then I let them go. Right. So hanging on to old relationships, sometimes you need to do a relationship healing, right. And let them go. So what a relationship healing does is it cuts the cords. It it rewrites the contracts, it completes the karma, that's the first step, and it allows you, it allows that relationship, whether it uh, was an old damaging one or one that you are continuing, um, it allows it to reform in a new way. And this new way is going to be more supportive of your current self than your old self. So, um, so anyway, I have a simple relationship healing at scientifichealer.com forward slash relationship. And it does those three steps that I mentioned. And it also helps you call back all your energy from everywhere you left it. So in summary, what I've talked about today is how the fear of scarcity can hold you back and what some of the behaviors are like Number one was stinginess in your money, time, and sharing your emotions or feeling. Number two is hanging on to everything you've ever owned. <laughs> Number three is your half-finished projects. It really yanks your energy back. Number four is hanging on to an old career that's making you ill. That's, uh, that's a huge, huge topic but it's something to start thinking about and to start journaling about and to start releasing, hanging on to it and moving into something new. Don't quit your, your old job until you have something new in place, just a warning. And then the last is hanging on to old behavior and old relationships that are no longer serving you. They're the ones that are holding you back, the ones that are going, hey, what are you doing there? Uh, you know, why don't you get a real job? Like, are you, you know, I don't believe in that stuff. Whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. Most entrepreneurs are, um, you know, whether they're healers or coaches or, you know, offering to write your book or, you know, even the, the entrepreneur that's a plumber or a real estate agent, these, all of us think outside the box. We just do not get jobs. We are not employable. So... All of us think outside the box, and um, and so hanging on to old behavior and old relationships that are yanking us back into the past and into somebody else's model doesn't help. And so again, scientifichealer.com forward slash relationship to help release that old attachment to those relationships, the unnecessary attachment, and usually the attachment is guilt jealousy, anger, depression, those kinds of things. Because if a relationship was giving you joy, 
it's not holding you back, right? So the, the, the goal is whatever brings you love, joy, happiness, a lightness, a feeling of lightness. Like when you see somebody and they light you up, that's the kind of relationship you'd love to have. So that's all I have for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Please give me some five star or thumbs up love. I appreciate you being here. If you have gotten something out of it, um, please share it with your friends, subscribe to my channel, and I will see you next week, same time, same place.